Welcome to another inspiring message from Milestone Church in Keller, Texas. I want to welcome you to week two of a special journey that we're on. It's a spiritual emphasis series. We call it a campaign because we here at Milestone Church, we're in everyone church. So we love to bring everyone with us when we take steps spiritually together. I want to welcome those watching, making room, making space at our 1230 service, as well as those watching online. I'm going to ask if you have your Bibles to turn with me to the book of John this weekend. John chapter 10, we're going to look at one verse that has so much promise in it. John 10, 27 is where we're gonna go. If you're new, I want you to know that you can jump in with us. Just giving you a little update on where we've been the last few weeks. We've literally been preparing for this journey. And so last weekend, we officially kicked it off. You're like, what does it include? Well, it has these weekend messages that I'm very excited about sharing with you. Uh, And I believe they have truths that will carry with you beyond the practicals of this step. Truths that you can carry on as you walk with God and you face situations and God is bringing you to your next step. And we're talking about, and our theme verse is Ephesians 3.20 that gives us a promise from God and that is that he is able. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what, what we may ever ask or think, and so we're looking at this promise of this greater God in multiple different ways and how you can actually access that. And so we have these weekend messages that we're enjoying, but then we also had small groups that kicked off last week. I wanna encourage you, if you're not in a small group, maybe you've just been coming the last couple of weeks or maybe you're just coming back to church, well, we have groups that are ready for you. You can still jump in. They've had one meeting but there's still availability. You can go online to our small groups portal or out in the commons, there are people ready to help you. And also there's a guide. If you haven't gotten one of these guides, I encourage you to get one. We have some left over, they're out there. We've made room and made, made sure that many of you could get these and you can journey with us through the messages. You can use it in your small group. And then also what is really cool is I've enjoyed hearing about all of you that are doing the devotional And so day by day, isn't it really cool that a whole church family together, we're studying the same things together, and sometime during the day, we know we're linking up around some of the same passages and same truths that we can enjoy together. So I wanna encourage you, if you haven't jumped in with us, now is the time to jump in, and I'm really excited about this week, because this week is so fundamental. It's so fundamental. There in your service guide when you came in, I put a commitment card there in your service guide, but I just want you to hold on to it. We're not gonna do anything with it, just hold on to that because the truth is in this journey, there's a practical step, but again, I want you to know, as I've said all along, it's not just the steps you take, but it's how you take the steps, and this week is so fundamental to everything God wants to do in your life. I wanna encourage you with this, that yes, there's some practicals to what we're doing as a church, but what you get in this journey, specifically this week, is something you can transfer. It's something you can transfer to your children and your grandchildren. It's something that is transferable, and when you don't have what I'm talking about this weekend, then many times you'll want something for those that you love, and you'll want them to do this, but you have to be able to do it first. 
You have to first, you have to possess this so you can give it away. You're like, what is it? It's how to hear the voice of God. How do you hear God's voice? And that is so fundamental and so important in this journey. How do you hear the voice of God? We're talking about that this week. Now communication, I said last week that dating has changed. Communication has changed a lot in our generation. Changed a lot. There's so much more of it. There's so many different ways to receive it. You've got emails you haven't answered. You've now got text messaging. In fact, I mean, it's, I'll tell you one benefit of it is it's a way I can kind of communicate with my kids. You know, you can kind of see where they're at, what's going on, how you doing. You can kind of check their temperature, send a little emoticon to my wife with hard eyes during the day. Come on now, light the pilot, get the fire burning before it's nighttime. Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like those emoticons. A lot of times I send that one with big eyes, you know, it's just, that means you did what? Uh, you know, that, that kind of thing to, to different people and leaders and stuff. But my dad, by the way, my dad was born in 1947. He's probably watching online, so sorry, Dad. I just got to use you for an illustration. But my dad just bumped up from this flip phone. My mom, a few years ago, he's not much into technology. My mom had got him a little flip phone so she can kind of keep up with him when he goes fishing and stuff. But he just bumped up. My sister, for Christmas, bought him the full-blown smartphone. And I'm going to tell you, it has been just the most, it's been humorous watching this, okay? It just is crazy. I got my first text from him, you know? It's just, it's just he's just kind of figuring it out, you know? And, he only, and, I, and we were driving down the road this week, in fact, and uh, he had it, he's like looking at it, you know, he kind of pulls it out, you know? He's just, just trying to figure out what all's on there. He only has like four contacts. <laughs> he's not talking to a lot of people, you know, in his 70s now. He's just got my mom and my sister and me, and me on there, you know? And so he just, he's driving down the road and he, he gets a text and it says, I'm at home if you wanna come by. Just a random text from somebody. He goes, boy, you need to handle this. I don't know, like people are finding me. This could be dangerous. You know, it was, it was a wrong number. I think my mom and my sister bought like somebody else's phone, you know, and they had the number. It was just, just a random, if, I'm at home if you wanna come by. He's like, I don't know about all that. I don't know, you got it. It's interesting, all the communication. It's really funny when you get a text from somebody you don't know, you're like, who is this? Am I responsible? Especially if somebody really sounds like they know you. Hey, just checking on you. Hey, just wanted to say hello, but you don't know what to do. You're like, you're, if you're supposed to know them, you know, you don't know if you respond back, who is this, who this? You know, what's going on here? You, you, you don't know what to say. And that's the way it is a lot of times in our communication with God. We want a direct line to him. We, we wanna know what he thinks about our business life, our jobs. We, know, we wanna know what he's saying about our future. We wanna know what he's saying about our kids. We, we wanna know, but we a lot of times are sorting through the communication and trying to understand. And, and I want us to look at this passage of scripture and I want you to anchor yourself to it when it comes to hearing the voice of God. It says this, my sheep hear my voice. Now this is Jesus speaking. Before Jesus, there's been a period of silence. There's been this period where it's like, is God up there? Can he talk to us? Jesus is breaking the mold. He's talking to his disciples. He's having a moment with them. He's talking about abundant life. And for him to say that, we just kind of go, yeah, my sheep hear my voice. No, wait a minute. The original listeners would have been like, whoa, this is big. 
My sheep, everyone who is a follower of me, can hear my voice. They can hear from me. The disciples would have been like, wait a minute. For, for centuries, it's like prophets and priests and kings and special people are the only ones that can hear from God. And here Jesus breaks out and says, no, my sheep, my sheep hear my voice. By the way, if you ever go to the Middle East, we don't see a lot of shepherds and sheep in our culture but I've been to the Middle East and you see how a shepherd will have some kind of distinct whistle or call or voice. And he can just take those sheep and they'll just follow wherever he goes, you know? Just by some type of just verbal scenario, the sheep just follow the shepherd. So they would have understood everything about what Jesus is saying. However, they've been like, this is amazing. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I know them and they follow me. So there's a promise here in our relationship with God. And by the way, it's a pattern all the way through the Bible. All the way through the Bible, we see Noah, who hears from God, builds a boat when it's not raining. We see Moses, there's a burning bush, a theophany, a God appearance, and calls Moses into what his purpose is to let and save God's people. We see David, the Psalms that you read. I love to read a Psalm. When we pray together as a staff, a lot of times we'll have people get up and read a psalm. And it's amazing these psalms, how they connect us to God. Well, they are just this interaction between this shepherd boy who shouldn't have been chosen, who became king, who had this relationship. The Bible says that he was close to the heart of God and knew how to encourage himself. That's what these psalms are, is that God was speaking to this person. We see it over and over, Daniel, who needs to hear from God to be able to interpret a dream so that he does not die. We see the disciples, after Jesus says this, after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they know how to hear God's voice and they start obeying. We see the Apostle Paul who gets instruction, instruction. Recently, I've been looking at the missionary journeys of Paul and it's amazing how step by step by step, God would instruct him, God would guide him through all the challenges of him following his voice. So we see this as a pattern. God's people were able to hear his voice. Yet here's what I really believe. We, we are in a place where at some level we want God to speak, and I think many of you, and I hope so, because notice it says they follow him. I believe many of you want to follow the voice of God. I really believe that. I believe you want to. By the way, if you predetermine to say yes to whatever he tells you in life, then you'll get a greater connection to his voice. Because he's always speaking. The question is, are we, are we listening? And I believe that many of you have predetermined to say yes to the voice of God because I know God is speaking. Here's just an idea and a thought. God is speaking. We want, and get this, we need to hear him. We need to hear him. But we don't know how to discern his voice. We don't many times know how to determine, now is that God or is that just my wild thoughts? You know, there's so many voices. By the way, it's become, it's become a little bit more challenging today because again, we have all these emails we haven't read, we have all of this communication, you've got three different forms of social media, you've got all of the news, you've got television, you've got digital, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got regular cable, you've got, and so many times we've got all these different outlets speaking to us. So a lot of times it's hard to discern God's voice. It's like the other day, my son Caleb and I, this week we were sitting at the table. And in, in the kitchen right beside us, we're sitting at the table, we're eating dinner, and at the table, 
is my youngest sister who's quite verbal and boisterous. And then there's two of my daughters, quite verbal and boisterous, my wife and my mom. And Caleb, in the middle of us eating, we're just kind of eating, just me and him, just kind of looking at each other. Caleb looked at me and said, Dad, they're all talking at the same time. I said, son, you are growing into a wise man. He said, and they understand each other. They're enjoying it. And I looked over there, and all five of them, they're talking at the same time. They're talking about different things at the same time. They're just talking back and forth. And, and I said, yeah, man, we, we kind of have a different model, don't we, Caleb? You know, we kind of walkie-talkie it. You know, <laughs> Caleb, you there? <laughs> yeah, Dad. We kind of tennis, you know, boom. I hit you one, you hit me one. Not over here. How do you know the right voice? Because there's voices going on all the time. They're just coming into us. Let me give you at least three voices that are speaking all the time. There's the enemy's voice. The enemy's lying, that's all he knows how to do. He's lying, he's deceiving, he can't create. So there's the enemy's voice, he's lying to us. He's always reminding us of our fears, our past, He's always surfacing our trust issues, our hurts, lies, deception. He's always defaming the character and nature of God to us, always. There's lies. There's flesh. There's flesh. You say, what do you mean by that? There's the sin nature in us. There's this nature in us that has all of this brokenness, and it's always coming up and bubbling up and surfacing all of these things. Maybe even from the wrong voices that we've heard, the flesh is always tying into those things. And then there's God's voice. And God's always looking to cut through all of that noise and all of that pain and all of that misperception and all of that deception. God's always trying to come right into the middle of it. I wanna show you an example of what it looks like a little bit simple but very profound. I wanna show you a friend of mine named Norman who I've been waiting to tell you his story. I met him a long time ago and he's the most encouraging, life-giving person. Don't you love being around life-giving people? He's just always encouraging, man. I mean, after every service, pastor, I love you. I love my church. I love what God's doing. And I'm gonna tell you, it's just amazing because he's 92 years old. 92 years old, and you would think with that amount of time and the challenges he's had, that more of the other voices would be clouding his perspective. But what I see in Norman is I see something different. We watched the Super Bowl tonight. There's gonna be all kinds of people trying to sell us something. The most valuable thing you can get is what Norman has, and it's not for sale, it's a gift. It's a gift. I want you to watch this little story with me. I promise you it'll encourage you. Then I'm gonna come back, and I want us to really unpack how do we discern God's voice. Watch Norman. In the morning I put on my shoes I think of sweet Jesus And I lose the blues As I walk with him all day long I just want to sing him a song Sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus be with me today, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, don't let me stray, sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus. 
I'm 92 years old, and I couldn't go on without the Lord. I, I mean, I know I couldn't survive without Him. I don't care what it is, there's nothing like being with the Lord. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. Every day, get up in the morning, I say, good morning, Jesus, good morning, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know. I try to walk that walk with Him. There ain't no quick fix to none of this stuff, you know. <laughs> you just gotta walk with Him every day. The problem is, we don't spend enough time with Him. And I think another problem is, you gotta listen. You know, you gotta open those ears up and listen, or, or you're gonna miss Him. Uh, I think that's a lot of our problem. We don't listen enough to, to hear what He's got to say. When you got the Lord, you got everything. You got peace, you got his joy. I'm sure he knows at 92, I can't walk very well, but I'm sure he's gonna heal my knees. And when I do, everybody's gonna know about it. I've struggled getting up the ramp to go to the church and, and back to my truck. I said, Lord, I surrender all myself to you. I hurt, but I'm gonna praise you anyway because you suffered more than I will ever suffer. I can afford to stand up and give you praise because he's worth it, you know? She never came out of the operation. I still have hard parts with that. Oh, she was one sweet person. Sometimes I break down and cry about it, you know, I just can't help it, you know, because she was so, so good. It, it breaks your heart. But I know I got a Jesus. He's going to take care of me. Yes. And I got a nice church. I get excited when I see all those young kids sing over there on stage. They do a wonderful job, you know, it, it touches your heart. The Lord's given me a long life, and why shouldn't I worship and praise Him? Taking care of us like He does, why wouldn't we do that? I, I don't want to walk without Him. I can't walk without Him. I, I just can't. I, I can't. He's got to be in my life every day. My greatest joy is I know He's going to take care of me. I know that He's going to meet all my needs. And there's no doubt in my mind where I'm going when I leave this world. I'm going to be with Him. Just focus on Him, constant. That's where it is, focus on Him. Nothing will ever take its place. say thank you to my friend Norman. I love, I love telling you, I love telling you these stories because many times we interpret an environment through what we know. And you don't know there's people like Norman that'll sit right over there in the next service. It'll be hard for him to get in, but he loves everything God's doing because he says, look, there's no quick fix to all of this. There's no quick fix. I'm gonna hear his voice, I'm gonna walk with him, I'm gonna do what he says even at 92 years old. And so the question is, 
Norman has a history with God. Norman knows where he's going to spend eternity. Norman has already predetermined to say yes to Jesus, even at 92. The question is for us, how do we discern God's voice? How do we know, okay, God, I wanna know exactly what you're saying. I've already predetermined to say yes, but like, how do we do it? In fact, a lot of people would say, Jeff, why do you take five weeks for us to do this as a church? Because we need to know what Norman knows. Like a lot of people that have walked with God for a while are like, well, we'll just hear from God, but, but, but that for you is something you've developed, but for many, many people, you don't know how to discern his voice. So I'd like us to look at practically how to do that. Number one, you have to eliminate what it's not. You have to eliminate what it's not. Now, I'm a very practical person in this area because I have enough decisions to make on a day-to-day basis. One thing I do is I try to just eliminate stuff that I know is not God. I try to eliminate as much stuff that's not beneficial, that's not beneficial to get absorbed in, that's not God. And I think a lot of times when you've walked with God for a while, you lose sight of the fact that there is an element to hearing God's voice that just comes from knowing his character, from just knowing who he is. It's like, I, 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 can, I can be like, okay, that's not God, because I know God. I know who he is, I can eliminate it. It's when you spend time with someone, when you're around someone, when you know their nature, when you know their character, when you know their voice, primarily who, how I'm gonna show you in just a second in this next point. When you know their voice, you, you can almost, you can be like, I know how they'll answer this question. Like my kids who try to divide and conquer, you know, it's like they, they come to me and say, now if mom says yes, come on now, Will you say yes? They're looking for that. But I many times know what mom's thinking because I've spent a lot of time with mom. So it is with God. See, if you're newly saved and you're like, I wanna hear God's voice, here's something right off the bat. You know this if you're newly saved. He loves you, he died for you, he's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way to go unto the Father except through him. You know that there's no other name under heaven whereby we can be saved but at the name of Jesus. You know those things. You know that you've confessed him as Lord and Savior. So if any other voice tries to compete with that, you can push that out because you know that about God. But when you've walked with him for a little while, you build up some other things about his character, some other things about his nature, and you're like, okay, I can eliminate a whole lot of voices because that doesn't align with the character and nature of God. You're like, well, how do you know the character and nature of God? Well, the second way you discern his voice, primary way is scripture, primary way. The Bible says of itself, all scripture is God-breathed. Some of scripture, no. All scripture is God breathed. So you're like, I wanna know the voice of God. I really wanna know God's nature. I wanna know his character. Well, you have to get in this book right here. You have to learn how to read it for yourself. You have to find out what it says because all scripture is a direct line. People say, I want a direct line to God. You have one right here. All scripture is God breathed. And then it says of itself that it's useful for teaching. It will teach you what is right. Rebuking, it will correct you. It's an equal opportunity offender. It will rebuke you, it will correct you, it will train you in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We live in a complicated world. Young guy the other day goes, Pastor, I don't know what to think. 
I don't know what to think. There's all these voices. There's all these opinions. There's blogs. There's media. There's all these different people that have all these voices, and everybody has a voice today, and people are talking about this. What do I do about these things? I said, well, it's about time you put on your big boy pants and get in this book. It's about time you find out what God thinks. Because this right here is how you find out what God thinks about abortion. This is where you find out about what God thinks about racism. This is where you find out what God thinks about marriage and sexuality. You don't have to depend on the opinion of someone else. You can go right here. You can find out the voice of God right here in this book for your own self. If it contradicts this, it's not God. It's not God's voice. The third thing is get some trusted voices that know this book. Get some trusted voices around your life that have a heritage with God, that have a history with God. They're gonna speak on God's behalf, not just their own opinion. The book of Proverbs tells us in the NAS, in which I've memorized this verse, it talks about guidance. Where there's no guidance, then it talks about how plans fail for people. And it says in, in Proverbs in the NAS that there's an abundance of victory where there's a multitude of counselors. So when you have a multitude of people who understand the wisdom of God, you're like, what's the wisdom of God? The wisdom of God is the word of God in application. It's in application in real life. I like it in the message paraphrase just to help some of you be, make it a little more accessible. Without good direction, people lose their way. We don't need help losing our way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Can I impart something to you from my life? I'll tell people at 101 here today, I'm not that good. I'm not that good. But I thank God for the Sunday school teachers. I thank God for the parents who put this word around my life. I thank God, I thank God for the trusted voices in my life. Not people that counsel me out of their wounds. Not people that counsel me out of their fears. I thank God for the voices, the covering, the relationships around my life that bring wisdom to me. Let me just tell you, we all need those trusted voices. Some of you are like, I don't have any. Well, when you start becoming a little more teachable, you'll find you have more. When you start saying, you know what, I really want wisdom in my life. I really want covering, I want counsel in my life. Trusted voices will start to show up in your life. But I would encourage you, trusted voices can help you discern the voice of God along the way. However, we don't look primarily to people. People God uses, as, he uses them as a conduit, but the most important thing you need to understand is most of, time, most of the time, the voice of God, number four, is the intersection of peace and the stretching of your faith. Let me explain this to you. It's the intersection of peace and the stretching of your faith. Remember, remember all these characters that I just gave you, Noah, Moses, Paul, the disciples? I hear a lot of people say, well, I just, I hear the voice of God. I, th I think, well, what's he saying? Because when I read the Bible, there's always a stretching of your faith and a getting outside of you when God talks to you. Now, now I say always, did you know there's the comforting voice of the Holy Spirit? 
God will bring into your life this comforting voice from time to time. He'll bring a teaching voice to you from time to time. He'll bring a guiding voice to you all the time. But ultimately, when you're hearing from God, God has an agenda in the earth. He has a plan. He has a purpose in the earth. And so he'll bring you to these moments where you are stretched a little bit in your faith. And I say the intersection of peace because scripturally, the Bible says we should let the peace of God rule in our hearts. We're, we're, we're led through peace, but you're like, some people think, well, peace means we just sit in comfort. You know, it's just like, wow, this is awesome, real peaceful, tranquil place. So a lot of people think peace is that you have all of your fears mitigated, all of your risk mitigated. God's never gonna ask you to do anything that would scare you, anything that would put, no, 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 he's always pulling you outside of your bubble. He's pulling you outside of yourself. He's bringing you to a new place, but he doesn't drive you. Look at this verse of scripture. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. God doesn't drive, God leads. God leads us. Now you're always gonna be afraid. You're gonna be like, okay, Lord, okay, all right, yes, okay. uh, uh." But did you know, here's this amazing thing. This is crazy now. I'm talking about when you really start maturing in your walk with God. This is crazy. Remember, you just have to do it afraid with God. I would love to tell you that you, 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 you kind of grow past that. No, 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 you don't. But you have peace. It's just the most amazing thing. Yes, God, but I have peace. Yes, God, I'm afraid. Yes, God, you're in control, but you're leading me with peace. By the way, that's a little nugget for some of you with your children. Don't drive them, lead them. Don't drive your team, lead your team. See, God doesn't drive God leads. I'm not a fundraiser. I'm your pastor. That's not my goal here. My goal is that you learn how to hear the voice of God, listen to him, watch his provision. Remember what I told you last week? Let's go back to that. Here's the journey with God. I'm telling you, this is holistic in the Bible. God calls us to go beyond. He's always taking you. As long as you're alive and breathing on this planet, he's always taking you beyond where you are to where he's taking you. It's always that way lest he just, should just zap you and take you on up to heaven. He's always saying, okay, here's, here's where we're going. He calls us to go beyond. We face barriers. We face challenges. Many times the barriers are here. The barriers are in here. And then we face those barriers and he leads us with the peace of God. He leads us with that peace. I, I have a, a situation even right now where I said, you know what, I just can't get peace on it. Just can't get peace on it. Someone say, well, can you break it down? Can you analyze it? No, I just can't get to a point of peace because God always leads with peace. He's not leading you and I'm not leading you in, convic- in condemnation or some kind of manipulation. No, I want you to be led by the spirit of God. And so that's what he does. He leads us with that. We move past the barriers. Our surrender produces his provision. You say, Pastor Jeff, what are you asking me to do? Very simply, at this point in the journey, here's what I'm asking you to do. Set aside some specific time over the next two weeks to hear from God in this journey. You heard it from Norman. We just don't spend enough time to be able to hear. So I want you, if you're married, you and your spouse, maybe you need to take a date. Maybe some of you need to take off an afternoon from work. Maybe some of you need to take a weekend. That sounds crazy. Sounds crazy. Some of you are like, well, I can't give up a weekend. Well, how much do you want to hear from God? 
I heard about a story of a guy in our church. I was with him and he just took a major career move. And I said, well, how'd you process that? He said, well, one of the leaders in the church paid for me and my wife to go away for the weekend to hear God about the career move. And I said, well, who did that? Then they gave me the name of that person and that person is someone that I instructed and had an influence with for them to go away for the weekend to hear from God. And so they just were replicating what I did with them and this isn't about me. What I'm saying is, anytime I'm walking with someone, I want them to hear from God themselves. Because let me just tell you, if they're only hearing from you, you can't sustain it. You can't provide for it. You can't make it happen. Anytime you're making big steps with God, you have to hear from God yourself. So for Brandy and I, we walk in the evenings a lot together. We started our discussion. We started the other day. and Man, we started talking and, 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 and we've been married a long time. We've done lots of steps like this. And, 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 and you like say, well, you and Brandy, you know, you just, it's like, hallelujah, the Lord just descended on you right there. You know, you couldn't even stand up. Power was there. Y'all just had agreement. No, we were, we were pretty far off. We, we, we were still working through it. But here's what we're committed to. We're gonna keep seeking God. We're gonna keep coming back together. We're gonna keep listening to the voice of God. So we've done this before, and so we've just gotta make time. Will you make time? Will you make time for God to speak? Some of you say, Pastor Jeff, how long do you pray? However long it takes. So I don't set a timer and go, God, this is your five minutes. Tick, 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 come. Okay, Lord, all right, you didn't speak. Sometimes you just have to pray for however long it takes. Some of you hadn't talked to him in so long, you may need a day. You, you gotta get the, the relationship rekindled. You may need an afternoon. You may need to take a half a Saturday. You need, and, and here's all you're looking for. You're looking to hear his voice, say yes to whatever he says. And then God will show up in that situation and scenario. I heard about in our small groups. I love this in the small groups too because we'll get to share with each other our journey. You know, here's how it worked for me, you know. God, God's, God's not a formula, okay? Heard, a, heard a one time at a testimony one night at, at church, a, a lady went home and flushed the toilet and had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. She shared it in church. There was a water shortage in town because everybody went home and went. <laughs> we like formulas, don't we? Everybody's in a different journey with God. There's a different process. God speaks to us as we, he's really after us more than him even telling us what to do. Notice what he said. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. I know them in a relational way and then they follow me. Heard a story, Pastor Pat, one of our pastors said in his small group, I thought this was really cool. There was a lady who said, I want my own beyond story. What a great phrase. I want my own beyond story, not Norman's story. Not all these stories I'm telling you. I want my own beyond story. And that's my goal for you as a pastor through these next few weeks is you have your own beyond story with God. Let's bow our heads together. Father, you're speaking. You're speaking all the time. You're speaking regarding your macro purpose and you're also speaking to each of us as individuals in the purpose you've called us to. So Lord, we thank you that we're confident that we're following you, we're your sheep, we're in that category. We wanna know you. We know that you know us and we've predetermined to follow you. 
Lord, we thank you that you're going to speak. Lord, I pray right now for every person that is part of the Milestone family, that they'd have a moment with you, where you would talk to them, where you would speak to them, where they would encounter you. Lord, if there's one person listening to me, maybe in the video service online or in this service, there's someone that says, I don't know him. Well, you can today. He wants to speak to you. In fact, he's speaking to you this. I love you. I want you to be my child. And you can say, Jesus, here I am. I want to confess you as my Lord and Savior. Surrender myself to you. And he'll come in and become your Lord and Savior. I'm going to ask you to let us know if you actually asked him to become your Lord and Savior. But for all of us, Lord, who do know you, we're at a, we're at a moment where we need to hear from you. And Lord, we're gonna turn aside. We're gonna find that quiet place. We're gonna find maybe a park or something at a lunch break or an evening or a Saturday. We're gonna find that moment and here's what we're confident of. You're going to speak to us and lead us. You lead us as a good father and a good shepherd and we're so thankful for it in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Milestone Church. We hope it's been an encouragement for you today. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast or discover who we are by visiting our website at milestonechurch.com. 